Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25? Fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Ms. Lee. That is a push for a $50 an hour minimum wage in California during a California Senate debate. And Katie Porter is there and Adam Schiff is there. Steve Garvey is there as the Republican. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that was uh, Representative Barbara Lee. $50 an hour minimum wage. The problem we have, of course, is a total lack of understanding regarding how the economy works. And this idea comes from, amongst many places, lying to Americans. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. One of the lies is, my gosh, this economy is strong. Everything's going great. Joe Biden deserves so much credit. Look how good things are. You can take a look at certain numbers and say, okay, that shows something. Hmm, that works. Okay, that's something. Well, we're going to take a look at numbers. Let's take a look at BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which states that the consumer price index for all consumers increased 0.3%. 0.3%. It was up 0.2 in December. It's up 0.3 today. And over the last 12 months, the all items index increased to 3.1% before seasonal adjustment. I won't even get into where the core is. I'll leave that for Dr. Matt Will. He joins us right now, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Find him on X, Dr. Matt Will, W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will, on the Twitter uh, box. Uh, you got in touch with me before I had the chance to get in touch with you, and your only conversation was, I'm not happy. The Dow is right now down 463, and it was in the green in the pre-market before this report came out. The 10-year treasury went through the roof when this report came out. So you're not alone. So let's start with the basics. Why are you unhappy, Dr. Will? Well, the unhappy is second. The basics are first. The basics are this. The core is 0.4. Again, I multiply by 12. That's 4.8. We haven't had this high of an inflation since mid-2021. And it's a three-month trend. You and I talk about this you know, well, is it an anomaly? Is it one month up, one month down? We now have a three-month trend. All items are up for three months. Core index is up three months. The ISM index, which the Institute for Supply Management, is up dramatically this last month. Um, it doesn't matter where you look. Everything is up. Food is up. Shelter is up. This is not what we were supposed to be promised by the president. Well, let's talk about... How did these things go 
up. We have seen, of course, that there were some ticks down in, toward, in the end of 2023. Then we saw a questionable uh, inflation report that seemed to show inflation at 3.9%. They actually discussed it being revised down, basically 4%, twice what the target rate is from the Fed. The Fed had questioned whether or not there were going to be three rate cuts in 2024, and now we have this. So you want to talk about the basics. What were the basics that caused us or caused America to have an increase in inflation? Uh, President Biden. That's the bottom line. President Biden. Jerome Powell has been very politically correct. He's been very gentle in saying, you know, we've increased rates. We're doing our part. Can you people please control your spending? He's been very kind in saying this. And he said, unless you get your spending under control, don't expect rate cuts. He's been very consistent in what he said. And the administration is ignoring him. And you just played a clip before you brought me on that got me even more riled. $50 an hour for the kid who cuts my grass? That translates into 100000 a year. Really? And that's not going to cause inflation? These people, these socialists running the economy... They're the problem, and their solution is more of the problem. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I I have never had to say this to you, sir, uh, but I will. Just uh, warning you that we uh, do follow FCC regulations here. And we do, because I think you're close. Like, I think you're that bothered. Of course the $50 minimum wage is, is a madness conversation. She's trying to make the argument. It could be 25 everywhere else, but 50 is the living wage in California, only proving, in my view, that there's no such thing as a living wage. But you mentioned Biden. Biden is the issue and the reason the inflation is up. We haven't, while there has been, of course, spending packages with the Inflation Reduction Act, infrastructure, things like that, as the Republicans have been in charge because of, yes, a lot of dysfunction, there also has not been a lot of legislation. So are we sure that our our blame Biden mathematics is accurate here? It is, because this was the guy who looked, who oversaw the significant, biggest increase in federal spending in the history of our country, the biggest increase in deficits in the history of our country. And it's more than just his actions on the pocketbook. It's what he's doing uh, from the bully pulpit. This guy had the gall to not do a, a Super Bowl interview. Instead, he did the shrinkflation commercial. This is I, I've been teaching this for years, Tony. The, the socialist playbook is this. Cause inflation and then blame it on business. I've been teaching this for decades. And that's exactly what pr- the president is doing. He is complaining that the businesses are causing inflation through shrinkflation. And he wants you to blame the businesses for something he has created. Here, i got to give you one piece of data. Three years, three years since he took office, inflation. The entire Trump administration was 7.6. Three years are more than double the entire previous four years. That's all you have to look at to see what's happening here. So now we need to establish the difference between the overall and the core, because you went right to the core. The core takes out food and energy. Those are considered volatile. Let's go back to basics. Why do they get called volatile? And indeed, does that number comport better? Is that the number we should be looking at? At, at, at The number we should really be looking at, should it be with or without the food and energy numbers? 
Well, you know, I, there's no right answer to that question. What, what you did say correctly, though, is that it removes the volatility that swings up and the swings down, which could be to a windstorm, you know, a pipeline breaks in Alaska, so that causes energy to fluctuate, you know, someone invades another country. So a lot of things outside of the president's control. So core inflation is less fluctuating, yet it is back up now to where it was in mid-2021. But that is energy. Food is still up. Food doubled last month. Last month, food doubled. That's a significant item because all of us have to eat, and we all see it. You can't go to a restaurant and look at the bill and and don't notice that inflation has hit the food pocketbook more than anything else. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, D-R-M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will. On Twitter, I mentioned that once this report came out, the 10-year Treasury jumped big. And, of course, the 10-year Treasury is important to note because that's what they base mortgage rates on. And for a while there, it had been back under 4%. And it was like, okay, this is good. This is a this is a win. And then, well, right now, it's at 4.28, the jump was massive uh, this morning. Uh, How do these new uh, rates, this new inflation, how do we feel this is going to affect interest rates in short and long term? Up, up. That's the bottom line. I'm not sure how much more detail I can go up because the market thought inflation was under control. Jerome Powell said, hold your horses. We're still spending too much. And magic, three months of trending up. So the market got it wrong, which it often does, and we are still with inflation. Oh, the good, there's good news. It's not as bad as it was a year and a half ago. That's our good news? That's your good news. Well, you are a, you are a ray of sunshine. We see the market immediately lose its, lose its lunch, right? We, we see it say, dear Lord, we do not want any part of this. This this is not the day we were looking for. What's fascinating in these kinds of moments is that tomorrow everything can be fine. What is the reaction we're seeing from the market today? Well, it's interesting the way that you say that. It's a thing called market efficiency, and people could go ahead and Google that. Market efficiency is this concept that the market instantly incorporates all the news it has. And so that's what you saw. The movement, the, the market lost its lunch, as you said, as soon as it got the bad news. Tomorrow, it's already incorporated that bad news. So whatever happens tomorrow could cause it to go up. But that bad news is now in the market. And it's, it's gone. It's done. It's history. Okay. It's a sunk cost, as we say in accounting. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying here. Because it doesn't seem to me to make sense that something like this could come out, that you could have this kind of situation – you could have this kind of issue, and then all of a sudden the market says, okay, we've absorbed it in, and we're fine, we're moving on to the next thing. What do you mean you're moving on to the next thing? This has real-world effect on everybody and on everything that we buy. How, how does the market think they could just absorb this in a day and get back to just whistling and walking down the street like there's not a problem in the world? Oh, it's not that the market doesn't believe there's a problem. 
what the market does is it instantly incorporates this information. You and I will talk about it. We're human beings. We're social animals. So it takes us time to mentally process it. But the market just coldly, very frigidly just says, okay, bad news, put it in. That's now in the past. The market never looks to the past. The market's always looking to the future. It got it wrong. The market thought we're going to have rate cuts. Inflation's under control. This morning it got slapped in the face and said, you're wrong. And so the market now has put that in. Now it's looking, well, let's see what's going to happen tomorrow. That seems odd. That seems odd because we look at this and every day we're dealing with it. There's this great clip of Jillian Michaels from The Biggest Loser talking to Bill Maher on his, uh, he's got a podcast, Club something, Club Random, I think it's called. Uh, and he's like, the economy's fine. Inflation isn't crazy. And she goes, look at the price of eggs. Try and buy a car. And she's losing her mind. She's four-letter this and four-letter that. And the truth is they're, they're both having a conversation of accuracy. In terms of inflation, as we have seen it in the past, it's not radical. In, in terms of interest rates that we've had historically, we are still relatively low. But in relationship to what we are told by the federal government, specifically by the Biden administration, that somehow it's all fine. And as you noted, it's the problem is shrinkflation because of these quote unquote greedy businesses. People realize that things aren't fine. So when you take a look at these numbers and you take a look at things like uh, consumer confidence, which is a number I take uh, as important, th this adds to the realization that consumers are not confident. And if the consumer is not confident, I have to assume the business owner is not confident about ways to move forward or ways to invest in their business and grow their business. But you're correct. But now let me, let me give you a contradicting piece of information. The consumer confidence index increased in January. So yay, it went up. But then we have this bad news and the market reacted positively to that news that when, when it was released back in January, just a couple weeks ago. And today we got bad news and now it reacts negatively. So yes, what you said is correct. You can have two disparate statements and they can both be correct. See, that's, that's what drives people nuts. Like it should have some ongoing uh, effect and, and it doesn't. And part of the thing that, that kind of struck me, you talk about you know where, where consumer confidence is, we also took a look at the fact that Coca-Cola said uh, they've they've got uh, they did better than than expected. You've got other companies that have come out with with numbers and saying, "Hey, uh, this has been uh, we're, we're much doing much better than than we thought in terms of how their revenues go." But we have not yet heard whether or not those revenues are because more people are buying their product or because people are paying more for their product. And I would assume oh, I that, that if it's question. the latter, it would have a continued negative effect on the economy. It did. It did. If you take the 500 S&P 500 and you take the, the jumbo seven, the mega cap seven, they made 107% last year. The rest of the market, 493 stocks in aggregate lost 8%. That's a big deal. So it is factually true that these numbers are caused by inflation and that 493 out of 500 companies in the, in the, the aggregate had a, a negative year last year. That's just a fact. 
Biden should send a thank you note to those other seven and say, hey, appreciate you making me look good. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. I've got more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.